and welcome to episode 4 of On The Agenda. I'm your host Ella Gearan and I use the pronouns she and they. On the agenda today is being intersex and although this isn't strictly gender based with intersex being a sex, I still want to talk about this because being intersex can affect people's identity. Intersex people are part of the LGBT plus community, being the I in LGBTQPIAA. We will be revisiting what this means, how common it is for people to be intersex and how this may also affect their gender identity. As we covered back in the first episode, in the world of the sexes we have males, females and intersex. And this can be identified by what chromosomes you have, the hormones you produce, the genitals you have, internal sex organs like a uterus and secondary sex characteristics like breasts and beards and there's so many other things. Intersexuality is a term that includes anyone who does not fit the typical definitions of male and female bodies. In fact there are around 50 variations of biological sex markers that an intersex person may have and it's possible that you or your friend could be intersexed and not know it, as only seven of these variations are visible to the naked eye. So many people will go through life without knowing they are intersex or may only find out at puberty. Studies have found that almost 2% of the population are intersex, and that is the same amount as ginger people. So not as rare as you might have thought. If a baby is born with ambiguous genitalia, that looks like a mix of male and female genitals, then the midwife or doctor will identify this baby as being intersex. At this point, the parents will be consulted to discuss the option of surgery to restructure this baby's ambiguous genitalia. Such surgeries are very controversial, especially as they often carry the title of being corrective, despite mixed genitalia not typically having any adverse effects on physical health, and these surgeries can also have adverse effects on an individual's physical, mental and sexual health, including potentially making them infertile and affecting their sexual function. Other significant ethical issues around genital surgery on intersex people is non-disclosure. In the past, some intersex people would not be openly told about their intersexuality, leaving to find out unexpectedly later in life with likely poor information and limited psychological support, which is just awful. So how would you know if you were intersex? Well, the Intersex Society of North America explained that many intersex people will report differences in their genitalia to what's expected. For example, a man without testes or a woman without a clitoris or in a labia. Some will remember multiple genital surgeries as a child and may have scarring around their genitals and abdomen as a result. Someone may have an enlarged clitoris as a result of congenital adrenal hyperplasia, which is the most prevalent cause of intersex among people with XX chromosomes. So we've looked at how being intersex affects your sex, but what about your gender? Like anyone, intersex people can identify as a man or a woman or as a non-binary gender or as gender non-conforming. Like children with binary sexes, male or female, intersex people will most likely be raised as the gender they are assigned at birth. However, like people of binary sex, an intersex person may identify as trans or non-binary or cisgender regardless of whether they are aware of their intersexuality or not. It seems that a lot of people are unaware of intersexuality or may know this by a previous name of hermaphroditism and that is no longer used for many reasons. 
as it is often considered offensive. I know that without doing my own research into intersex, I wouldn't have learned anything about this at school, and you rarely hear about intersex people in the media. Unfortunately, there's a significant taboo around intersex people in many cultures, leading to a lot of stigma and discrimination against them. Take what you found out from today's podcast and share it with your friends. Maybe even start up a conversation with your family too, so they can be more aware of intersex people, reducing their societal invisibility. Let me know in the comments or in a tweet what you thought on this episode. My Twitter is at GenderMHNurse and I've linked it in the show notes. I have also linked a bunch of really useful resources about intersex people from various different groups that represent them. As always, thanks to Brody for producing the music. I have linked Brody's SoundCloud in the description as well, so you can listen to more of his great work. I'd love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes and any improvements to the format that you might like to see. Thank you for listening, and remember to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is out. Speak to you soon.